This is a GRDC podcast. Early signs from trials in Victoria looking at the impact and management of red leather leaf in oats are indicating the potential for substantial yield losses. The trials at medium rainfall Horsham and high rainfall Hamilton have been going for one year now with another two years to go. Agriculture Victoria research scientist Mark McLean told me that correctly identifying the stubble-borne foliar disease can be tricky, even for him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a really tricky one to work with and it's taken me a couple of years to get a, a reasonable handle on it and just how it changes throughout the season and also the difference between it and other common diseases of oats as well. Similar to other diseases of oats in terms of its appearance? Yeah, I guess when oats are unhappy they tend to go red yeah. and it doesn't, whether it's a fungal disease or bacterial or even a virus, it, it tends to make oats go red. So it's just working out the different Reds. Um, yeah, the different reds or the different patterns on yeah, the leaf. Yeah. yeah. What are you observing in the paddock? The red leather leaf, it tends to start off as a, a bit of a splotch or a, a blob that spreads across the leaf, whereas other things like bacterial blight tends to be more of a stripe. It's a stripe called a stripe blight. And the viruses tend to affect the whole leaf and it starts from the tip and works its way back. So there are some slight differences between them. And it changes through the year. Yeah, that's right. It's really easy to identify these diseases when crops are healthy and they've got plenty of moisture and they're growing well. It gets a little bit harder when it becomes dry and you start to get a bit of senescence mixed in there as well. Now, you've got some trials in the ground, no real results just at this point in time, but what are your observations so far? Yeah, we've sort of been working on this disease in the in the background for a couple of years now and we've found that red leather leaf definitely causes yield loss when it gets going, so it is worth worrying about and we and we do need to do more research on it to find out well, what yield losses does it cause and in what situations and in what varieties as well. So we'll keep doing that and we've also been looking at fungicide applications because there are a couple of products registered for oats so we wanted to see well can we use those to suppress red leather leaf and we found that yeah a well-timed application at mid-tillering or early stem elongation actually works quite well and the reason for that is that it, that's when the disease is starting to develop and get going and so if we get that fungicide right at that early stage of disease development that seems to be quite effective. Does the, the fungicides that you use on that also uh, cross over to uh, other diseases as well? Manage those? Yeah it can, it tends to be that in southeastern Australia that red leather leaf is the main fungal pathogen in there. So. Okay. The other things of concern are bacterial blight, which obviously a fungicide doesn't work for. Mm. Are there other fungal diseases in oats? Yes, definitely. There's some other minor diseases in southeastern Australia, like septoria blotch and ring spot. We tend to find them in some crops, but they're not really causing an issue. That's a contrast to Western Australia and where they grow oats over there, that septoria blotch is actually their major issue and red leather leaf is a, is a minor one. A fungicide application, if you get the timing right, is it very effective? Uh, we find that it provides fairly temporary suppression. So the timing at stem elongation or tillering is the most effective time to apply, but that only lasts for about two to three weeks and then the disease, if it rains again, the disease will start to develop again. It's not a way of controlling the disease, it's just a 
a way to suppress it. Okay. A reapplication, is that an option at that time? Yeah, it does definitely help to reapply. We find that the best time to apply the second application is actually only two to three weeks after the first one. So whether that's actually feasible in a lot of people's programs is probably a good question. But yeah, that second application is quite important as well. Being a fungal disease, it's stubble-borne, but it's also seed-borne, you say? Yeah, that's right. So the, a lot of these stubble-borne diseases can be managed by just avoiding sowing into infected stubble, and that solves most of your problems. But for red leather leaf, it is seed-borne as well, so it means that you can go into a clean paddock and, and still get the seed-borne infection and get um, a decent epidemic in the paddock as well. The situations where you get seed-borne infection are from crops that have got heavy infection from the disease in the first place. So if you're sourcing seed from an area, say in, a, in the drier environments, it's less likely to have that seed-borne infection in it. Now there's a new fact sheet on this disease and that gives all the information that you have up to now in a nice easy read format. Yeah, that's right. I think it's, it's good that we've got some decent information to get people on the right track with managing this disease. Our research is ongoing so we will be updating this fact sheet annually as we get new information. So Mark, what about the economic importance of this disease to the oats industry? Yeah, we're still developing a lot of information about the economic importance but it looks like that uh, you can get up to half a tonne yield loss in a given year where the disease is going quite well so it is definitely worth considering as an economic issue. What about variety choice? Are there some varieties that are more susceptible than others? Yeah, a lot of the varieties are in the susceptible rating categories, but there are differences in that some are moderately susceptible, which are preferable to a very susceptible variety. So the risk of loss is a lot less in a moderately susceptible variety. And there are a couple of varieties that are well suited to the high rainfall zone that are resistant they're essentially clean for the season so they wouldn't receive any loss at all. We've set up a disease screening nursery so we're actually working with the breeders now to develop more resistant material. Chatting there to Mark McLean from Agriculture Victoria about trials he's conducting into red leather leaf in oats and those trials are made possible by a GRDC investment. My name is Chris Brown.